Today's podcast, we're going to be previewing the 2021 divisional bets and letting everybody know we're still alive. How's yeah, it going, dude? I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm uh, excited that we got, uh, obviously, NFL, but NCAA right around the corner. I mean, I'm not, we, we don't have to get into it much, uh, you know, in depth, but the realignment stuff is very intriguing. And I mean, we're both West Virginia Mountaineer fans. Don't know where they're going to end up. I've it's read their sale. I've read that it, it, it's a good chance that it will be ACC, um, but I, I just don't know if the ACC is really, you know, holding on and hoping that we are actually going to join them. But it, it's it's very interesting to actually see where this landscape is going to be in the next two to five years. Yeah, I see right here. The latest is uh, some Fox News analysts is reporting WVU to ACC. That yeah, it was hearing. the old. Uh, it was the old Pittsburgh uh, uh, Dave Wanstead. Oh, 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 God. The disastrous game. <laughs> but he just said, uh, well, you, I mean, ACC, Pac-10, or Pac-12, I guess now, and Big Ten, or Big 12, whatever you want to call it, uh, are all joining up. And he's saying that each of the old Big 12 teams are going to go to these three conferences. So essentially, it's three alliances, but we're, they're also adding the fourth conference, except they're not going to add like B, uh, like Baylor and TCU and, and, and teams that aren't, you know, pedigrees uh, as far as like the Texas and Oklahoma's of the world. So um, it'll suck for teams like that, but I, I can't imagine it, West Virginia being left out anywhere. So, but enough of West Virginia, let's get into the uh, NFL. I'm sure people are like, why the hell are these guys talking about West well, real quick, wasn't Wanstad the coach of the pit team that stopped WVU from going yeah, to the we're national not, championship? Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. I, Fucker. I, that's the, uh, there's only been a couple times where I've almost cried at a sporting event. <laughs> that, was, that was one of them. I, that, <laughs> I mean, that was, that was one of the most demoralizing defeats uh, that I've ever ever watched and i mean that that was just absolutely anyways thanks for getting me in the great mood to uh start off this nfl season <laughs> all right so what we're going to be doing is we're doing a little bit of a round robin through all the divisions and we're just going to give sort of our best bet that we see right now so the best bet can really be anything it can be a player prop it can be a future it can be a win band it could be a, a divisional special so we're going to kind of just step through each division kind of see what we what we're or talk about what we're seeing and throw it out there so we can start with the you get with the afc north just start. yeah let's do it uh do you want to start afc north yeah so uh i i picked cleveland browns to win the afc north plus 155 currently on FanDuel. um i just like them a little bit more than the ravens uh you look offensively they're stacked uh according to uh pro football focus they had the number one offensive line in 2020 uh Baker Mayfield ranked eighth in QBs. Nick Chubb, fourth uh, best uh, running back. And they're finally getting Odell Beckham Jr. back uh, from injury. So offensively, they're not gonna they're not gonna miss a beat. Uh, they did they did have some good offseason moves and they had some injury returns on the defensive side. 
Uh, they went out and got safety John Johnson the third from the Rams. He led the Rams with 105 tackles, uh, was third in pro football uh, focus uh, safeties last season. They also got Troy Hill from the Rams, also a, a nice cornerback. So, um, And then they also got uh, uh, Clowney, which is, uh, you know, he, he's probably – Probably not at his peak, but still a, a fantastic signing, in my opinion. So they mm-hmm. also play a, a bottom 10 offensive schedule. So they had 11 uh, wins last year. And then remember, uh, if you don't remember the middle of the season, um, there was three home games. Cleveland had crazy weather where it was like double digit winds yeah. and gusts and stuff. Yeah, howling so, I mean, <laughs> winds, and then they had COVID stuff at the end of the year. They had, they had a game where Baker Mayfield like had no wide receivers. Right. So I, I think uh, combined with that, they still were able to get eleven season uh, eleven wins. I think Pittsburgh's going to be down this year, and I, I do think you know you got to continue talking about COVID. I do think Baltimore because it just doesn't seem that um, what's his nut QB for uh, Ravens takes it semi serious. He's already had COVID twice, so you saw how that affected cam last year. And so he's, he's not as big as cam, but he's you know dynamic and definitely uses his legs. So I, I can't imagine that, that not playing into effect on how he's going to play. So um, I do like Cleveland Browns to win the AFC North at one fifty five. I like it. Um, it actually piggybacks a little bit on my bet. Cause you had said you like Cleveland Browns a little bit more in the Ravens. So you have Raven or you have Browns Ravens. Uh, so the bet I took was Steelers, number three in the division. I think any way you cut this, they're going to be better than the Bengals. And I, I think it's, I think that there's a handful of these opportunities throughout the league. Where any, we're in some of these divisions. You have kind of a best team. You have kind of a worst team. And then you have sort of two middle teams. I think this division is actually the cleanest cut. I, I think the Steelers are going to be better than the Bengals. And I, I don't think there's any way they crack the Browns or the Ravens. So I like them at plus 130 to be the, in the third spot for the division. I thought last year was kind of an admiration for them. You know, you have uh, – they, they they went 7-2 and two in one-score games. I, I think they have O-line issues. I think a lot of things are going to stop them from bubbling up to that top tier. But I think just just returning the talent they had last year that started, you know, a fraudulent 11-0, and 0, I think they're going to be better than the Bengals. Uh, you know, you have Burrow coming off really kind of an 18-month – Sir, uh, 18 month injury and and they just they just have a lot kind of going on there so well and just to also they didn't do i thought the number one thing cincinnati since he needed to do this in, in the draft was get help on the offensive line because the games leading up to burrow's injury he would i mean he was getting sacked i mean almost every play it seemed like so they went out and got his uh, – I'm blanking on the name, but his wide receiver teammate from LSU. Um, I thought they desperately needed to get him some help on the O-line. You can always find a wider – well, not a stellar offense, uh, wide receiver, but they they desperately needed an offensive line, and they did not. So, it's, yeah, I agree. It's a good pick. All right, on to the next division, uh, the AFC East – um, I'll start here. So I went with the Dolphins under nine and a half. I got them on FanDuel at minus 130. This line has moved a lot because I I, uh, I think when I started doing some of this prep on DraftKings probably four weeks ago, same same over under at nine, nine and a half, but they were plus 105. 
And then you had told me right before we started recording, you said it was minus 160. So that's mm-hmm. a that's a hell of a swing. I They didn't address the offensive line in the offseason. I, I think last year their defense was great, but I think their win total was fraudulent. Three times Fitz had to come back in and take over for Tua. I, I think Tua, yeah, I know he was coming off of a hip injury, but he had a really underwhelming uh, rookie season. And I, and I saw a lot of, you know, kind of happy feet, sort of short throws and not looking downfield. So I think even the wide receiver help they got in the offseason is not going to help him as much. You know, he could pop and and kind of turn this around, but I think I, I think this number is a little overinflated. I think they're taking into account a little too much of what happened last year. And three of those wins were miracles from Fitz coming back in from disastrous three quarter performances by Tua. So I like uh, I like Dolphins under nine and a half at minus one thirty. Uh, I mean, I'm not I'm not a believer of Tua as well. They did have a nice pickup at Will Fuller, uh, wide receiver from uh, from Houston, and I mean, I do think the Miami Dolphins defense does take a step back. Uh, they did have the most turnovers last year, so you got to you got to think that that's gonna fluctuate a little bit and not have that many turnovers, but they also are going from one of the easiest schedules last year to one of the more challenging ones. So it's a, it's a good pick. I do think. Um, Yeah. I think they're, I I could be wrong, but I thought that their uh, turnover differential was like plus nine or something like that. And, and and they went through a stretch where they were just getting all these crazy special teams plays uh, and winning games on crazy turnovers and special teams plays. So I I just don't think that continues. It's not sustainable. I mean, that, and that kind of, I mean, I guess you and I are kind of on the same boat with Miami because that takes me to my best bet. New England to finish second in the division at plus 200. You know, with Cam Newton, I, I think he's going to be better than last year because I don't think he can get any much worse. Um, but then worst case scenario, I do think Mac Jones has looked pretty pretty good this uh, this camp and in the preseason game this past one. I think he had two touchdowns. And even if they do keep Cam, I, I think – Last year, he was coming into a new system with a shortened offseason. Um, and then, if you remember, Cam actually played really well the first three weeks. He was 2-1 and one, uh, in those three games, six total touchdowns, and the team was averaging 29 points uh, a game. And then he got hit with COVID and had to miss, I believe, two. It was either... I think it was one game and then he had his bye or something like that. I think he was actually, he missed two games and then he came back. He was just a different player. Um, I, I think that that affected him. I don't, I don't think that uh, he was able to fully recover. And I think he's just going to actually have a, uh, being able to have a, a full off season, will be able to uh, pick up the offense a little bit better. O-line is still one of the best in the league and they do have, uh, they picked up Hunter Henry from the Chargers and uh, Nelson Aguilar from the Raiders. I mean, Aguilar. And Johnny Smith from right. uh, the Right. I mean, Titans. Aguilar, I mean, he's from the Raiders, but I mean, not the not the worst, but not the best. Um, they, they have a much easier schedule. They, they play a, a bottom 10 in uh, defenses this year, bottom five in pass defenses. Uh, and I do think that the uh, defense will be better for New England, uh, which was already pretty good to begin with. Uh, they get uh, Dante Hightower back, who opted out last season. Um, and, and, and New England also did have, I think, the most hold, holdouts of any team last year because of the COVID. So I think with good uh, good signings in the draft, they got um, – I think that they, they improved there. And then um, – 2019, they were first in defensive efficiency to 26 last season. So that's just a big jump. 
Uh, I think that the defense will get a lot better than 26th and um, they'll, they'll beat out Miami for that second position. Yeah. I like it. You know, they go back to a two strong tight end sort of set. They have a more, more consistent off season with, with cam. I agree. It seems like the, you know, everybody reacts to COVID a little differently, but the, the consistency is, you know, respiratory strain. And when you're a run first quarterback like Cam is, or somebody that at least relies heavily on the ability to kind of manipulate defenses with your legs and get cheap yards, um, <clears throat> that's going to have a big impact. And I think if, you know, if he's starting off fresh and healthy, that's more tools for Belichick to game plan with. And on top of that, you know, like you said, they have Mac Jones in the, in, in his back pocket. So I think, uh, that with the two tight ends and, and a real offseason, I agree. I, I think they'll they'll edge out the Dolphins, so I like yeah. that pick. All right, on to the next one, the AFC South. I, I think this division's kind of a cluster. I think you have, you, you make the you have the right bet here uh, with Houston. You, you told me the bet right before we got on the pod, and I was a little envious. Um, my favorite bet here is I have the Titans in a nine to eleven win ban on FanDuel at plus. 155. Uh, I still think they'll kind of steal the top of this division. I, I think this division's a little up for grabs, not in terms of the teams, but the number. I feel I feel like this could go AFC or NFC East on us pretty quickly. I think a team could steal this division with nine wins uh, or eight wins. But uh, I think Titans are Titans seem to have the most consistent pieces. They added Julio Jones in the offseason. Uh, so, you know, they have two really good wide receivers on the outside. Uh, they lost John U. Smith, their tight end, and they lost Corey Davis, their their you know previous second best wide receiver. But they but you look at the not turnover, but the kind of turmoil all these other teams are experiencing. You have Houston with everything going on with Deshaun um, and Deshaun Watson. Who knows what's going to happen there? You have the Jags, who you know won one game last year, and Trevor Lawrence has looked good, but you know he's not going to challenge for the division. I don't think. Uh, and then you have Indian Wentz is already are already banged up and week one is in question. So I'm going to go with the Titans to a nine to 11 win band at plus 155. It's a good bet, but because you're absolutely right. I don't think that whoever wins this division is going to have double digit wins. I think it'll be a nine win uh, champion like the NFC East last year. But my best bet uh, is the bet to the team to have the, the worst regular season record at the end of the year which is the Houston Texans at plus 200. They such do have, lock. well, this they do have, lock. so the, there is a dead heat rules uh, that applies in this situation. So say if Detroit also ties them with the worst record, you split that. So it, I, I don't know how many people, cause I had actually looked this up. It's more, um, it's more, uh, it's usually used uh, for golf. Um, mm-hmm. If you have multiple players you, you divide it by the number of players and then you get your your winnings at that point so yep. but um but I, I don't think that'll come into play i do think texans will win maybe two games watson being replaced by tyrod taylor that's a massive down watson believe it or not had an amazing amazing year last year uh and they were still four and twelve um i don't see any any scenario watson comes back um they lost to Hopkins, and and now they lost Watt, who uh, I mean is the leader of that of that um, of that group. And I, I think they just I mean I'm just going to keep it short and sweet. 
Houston's going to suck. And so they do play Jacksonville. So I think uh, I'm with you. I'm not sure that the Jacksonville Jags are going to get to their six wins. That's their uh, win total this season. Uh, so I think that that they could be, could be that team. And I actually do think they play Detroit too. So they, there's your two wins. I think other than that, they're going to be massive double digit dogs in the majority of their games. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, for Jacksonville, for whatever it's worth, I think Jacksonville, if I'm not mistaken, Jacksonville goes to Houston, I believe, week one. Uh, maybe I think so, two. yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, I think Jacksonville is already three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road in Houston. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, just to put it in perspective. Which is crazy because yeah. Jacksonville, yeah, they 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 picked up the Wonder Kid, um, and uh, what's his nut from Ohio State's coming to coach that team? Myers. But – not you can you can go back and look at how many college coaches actually have a good season. I think it was Saban, Miami, um, and maybe a couple others that I'm missing out. But majority of them do not succeed in the first first year for sure. So, um, but we'll see. I, I just I don't think they hit the six. I understand why people are excited in Jacksonville, Bortles, and. Uh, but there's just there's not there's not real anything really there. So I like the Houston shots. Yeah, I think that's the right play. All right, onto the AFC West. I don't have anything great here. I still I still think there's kind of a lot going on in this division too. I just have Vegas under seven because to me they seem like the least dynamic and least variance team like you you know you have kc kc's defense might even be worse than it was last year but their offense is going to be stellar so where does that end up you know you have herbert who blew up last year they lose a terrible coach in anthony lynn so they're going to get better but i don't know how much better because herbert had one of the best rookie rookie seasons of all time so was that just you know does he kind of just do the same thing again this year does he keep progressing i don't really know so i i just like vegas under the seven here their o-line's not that good i don't find any crazy value in the rest of the division they have a hard schedule they, they got weird stuff going on they have josh jacobs you you'd say is probably the the best offensive player on their team you know maybe rugs emerges a little bit this year but but then they go and they, they spend a bunch of money on Kenyon Drake to back him up. And they've already said that Kenyon's going to be the third down back for them. So it's like you're you're taking your your arguably your most talented guy off the field even more. They have the third toughest schedule. I, I just just a lot of just kind of bizarre stuff going on. So it's probably going to be a bump at seven, uh, but I don't think it's going over the seven. So I'm going Vegas under the seven. To be honest with you, I didn't I didn't even consider Vegas on this one. Um the one I found was uh, Los Angeles Chargers win bands uh, is just between six and eight wins at plus 230. Um, I ch- initially chose them to not make the playoffs, but then saw that uh, the six and eight wins was at plus 230. And I was just like, this team going into week 14 last year, their record was three and nine, and their only wins that far were against Cincy, Jacksonville, and the, the Jets. Now they did go on to win four straight in the season. Again, it, I'm trying to, I should have wrote that down who they actually beat, but it wasn't too impressive. I think two of them were from the NFC East last year. I will say the Chargers did address, you know, one of their main needs, the offensive line. They signed Corey Lindsay from Green Bay, arguably the best center in the NFL. Got some nice pieces in the draft as well. So they got protection for Herbert, which they desperately needed to do. 
Um, but they also they didn't they didn't address anything on the defensive side of the ball, and and they ranked in bottom half of major categories: total yards, passing, and rushing touchdowns and takeaways. Um, so I, I I just don't think I was I, I was thinking about the nine and a half uh, taking their under, uh, but I figured it. it I think that was at minus one ten, but at six to eight, you you may lose it out at nine wins. But uh, I just don't think that this team is gonna is gonna make it to to nine wins. To be honest with you, what's the uh, just out of curiosity? What's the what what was the what was the line on that? What was the money for it? For what the win bands? Yeah, the, uh, the six to eight wins was plus two thirty. Yeah, you could probably hedge that too. If yeah, they, if, if they get to eight and then they have like two games left or whatever, you can kind of just monitor it and play some money lines and probably I mean, still squeeze some a, money they on have them. A fairly, they're they have a middling schedule. I mean, it they because the the AFC West isn't the hardest division. You do have to play KC twice, um, but you know they they could. De- I mean, they could they could start the the year the year off with maybe like a four and one or they put, they could be like one and four. They play Washington at Washington first week. Uh, you know how good that, that defense has been. They have the Cowboys. I have no idea about the Cowboys, but then they play the Chiefs and then Browns uh, uh, two weeks after that. So um, it'll be interesting. It'll be an interesting uh, Charger season for sure. All right, under the. NFC. I don't have a ton for the a- NFC North. Uh, this is another division that's kind of kind of up there. You have Goff starting his, you know, Detroit tenure here. Uh, you have Dalton starting in Chicago, but that that's I think that's a little bit of a lame duck situation. I think it's, I think Fields is an inevitability this year. And then you have Green Bay, and seemingly all reports are that Rodgers is going to be playing. Uh, you know, some of the drama that was happening earlier in the se- earlier in the off season, I think is kind of sunset at least for the time being then you have Kirky cousins in minnesota kind of just running back a lot of the same dudes from uh from last year so i i just like green bay's win ban here in nine to eleven i i think that rogers had one of the best seasons ever as a quarterback last year i think it was kind of an fu season for them taking love in the draft and then with all this offseason stuff and i think he kind of just petered out about you know coming back to wisconsin i think he's going to be a little less inspired i don't see him getting 12 wins but i think there's too much talent on this team and the the rest of the division is too middling i I don't see them less than nine so i think that's a really good strong value so i have green bay nine to eleven wins at plus 130 yeah it is a good bet I, i i'm with you they won't get above that number and it is pretty tough to say that they're going to get uh uh, le- less than what you say nine. Yeah, so it's nine to eleven. Yeah, it, it's like right in the middle of where they where they should end up. Yeah, um, I thought it was actually one of the most accurate uh, because you have yeah you have to play you play Detroit twice, you play Chicago twice. We should talk a little bit about Chicago because of our Chicago listener. Um, but let me get my best bet real quick. I have Minnesota Vikings the over eight and a half. Um, this is at minus one sixty. Uh, I'm, yeah, I I got it a while back. I think I made this bet middle of June. I think I I was lucky to get it at one thirty, but we're we're playing current odds right now. Uh, I still think that this is worth your while for a season long bet. Uh, 
they should have a top 10 offense last season. They, uh, Minnesota was fourth in total yards and 11 in to, uh, 11th in total points, sixth in passing tees. Uh, you still have Adam Thielen and, and Dalvin Cook. I think Dalvin Cook has a monster year. Uh, but the, their, their, main, their main improvements will be on, on the defensive side. I mean, their defensive line will be much improved. They signed uh, Dal- yeah, Dalvin Thompson, and they, they returned Michael Pierce. They get improvement on the uh, secondary. Three, a three-time Pro Bowl, uh, Patrick Peterson from the Cardinals on that team. They have McKenzie Alexander and uh, safety Xavier Woods from uh, Cowboys. I think he was the only half-decent player on that defense last year. Daniel Hunter, arguably one of the best uh, defensive ends in the league. They get him back. I think he had a broken neck or what it was but he, he missed i think all of last year so he's a he's a huge get back for him um but but also you have the schedule that's much easier this time around for the defense it, i think they had like the fourth hardest schedule of offenses last year this year it's projected to be average so i like minnesota uh, on the overall lot on this one yeah we we do need to talk about uh the Chicago Bears for a quick second. Do you want you want to take that one for a little bit, or do you want me to kind of jump in? Oh, I think I think uh, before week one, we can have our Chicago listener come on and do five minutes about why he's going to get a Justin Fields back tattoo. I, I yeah, I I do think that Justin that that's he's the only reason why Chicago should be uh, excited for the season. In I I don't know if he's been labeled as the week one starter um no i think dalton is the week one starter which that dude I, i'm pretty sure this isn't if Nagy doesn't get off to a good start uh the coach for chicago uh he's gonna get fired so you give dalton maybe a couple weeks and if they're gonna lose him which they probably will because i think they have a pretty tough starting schedule you put fields in and you just say, "Hey, be my savior." Because if, because if, because if Chicago can get a, a a half decent record, and I'm saying like six wins, I would. I don't know what their over under is, but I feel like that's where it should be. Um, that there's hope. Nagy might be able to uh, salvage his job, but uh, I think their defense is gonna kind of be the same. Maybe take a step back, um, but that you hope Fields. Fields is a monster. I think I think he does. I think he has uh, potential to be, but we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. So the Chicago Bears over under is at seven and a half, and the mm-hmm. money's on the under. Um, so the you know the public's calling seven or under. Um, <clears throat> I think Fields is probably the starter by week five. I, th- I think Dalton is there as just sort of a mouthpiece uh, to you know make sure that. Who do they play? I think they play. I don't know what their schedule is off the top of my head, but I have a feeling that they. I thought they had a really tough defensive matchup. They like play the yeah, Rams. Yeah, so they have the Rams. They yeah, play, they play, they the, play Rams. the Rams. Rams so they'll first. let Aaron Donald just uh, break uh, Andy Dalton in half, and then Fields will be the week two starter for the rest of the. Well, see, but here, okay, but here's the thing, though. So they play the Rams, which there's zero reason why you would put Fields in that game. I mean, no, yeah, no Dalton, chance. Dalton, yeah. Uh, but then they play the Bengals, and at that point, you would actually want the Red Rifle to play just to get revenge on his team. 
And then they play the Browns, which I don't think that'll be Fields' fault. I think Browns will just be able to score on the Bears. So you're zero and three. Then you and you and you have Garrett. And you have Garrett. Good point. Um, but then you play Lions. the Lions and then the Raiders. Yeah. I just don't see why you don't just plug him in at that point. You could be three and zero. I still think you plug him in at the Lions and Raiders. It gives him two games to really get a feel for it, and then uh, and then just stick with him the rest of the season. But we'll see. Yeah, they also have a pretty cake schedule. Uh, if if <laughs> if Andy Dalton were to last until uh, basically the. Um... Fields could start the Thanksgiving game against the Lions, and then he plays Lions, Cards, Packers, Vikings, Seahawks, Giants. Um, I, I still like think that... you just go with Lions and Raiders at that point. Yeah. Because then it... When do they have their bye? Uh, their bye's not until probably after the Steelers, roughly around week nine or so. So, yeah. Um, that should be the game plan. We should be the new coaches for the Chicago Bears, I feel like. <laughs> I feel like our Chicago listener, if he were to get a tattoo for Justin Fields, what do you think? Like an ankle tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, something ankle like that. Ankle or wrist. Something yeah. a little dainty. Yeah. Um, all right. On to, on to your favorite division, the NFC East. This is probably my weirdest bet. Um, I'm just going to get my my quick bet out of the way. Uh. I like Dak Prescott at plus 200 to be the comeback player of the year. It's kind of a random pull, but they basically only really give it to quarterbacks out of the last 19 years, 13 times it's gone to quarterbacks. And then uh, if you're like, oh, well, you know, McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Joe Mixon, there are some, you know, big running back names. In the last 20 years, it's gone to a running back one time. So I just uh, it went to Garrison Hurst in 2001. Um, so I, I just, I, I, Dak was, awesome through the first four weeks of last year i i think that if he's if he's back and you know 85 percent of what he was last year i think he's going to be far and away the most qualified person here so i like the plus 200 more than any of the over under win totals for the afc or the nfc east yeah he had me sold uh, i mean i didn't i didn't really i didn't know all that tidbit uh, as far as the history of it so yeah um i i'm actually got the new york giants under seven wins at plus 110 uh i get the optimism here with the giants but they were six and ten last year they had a minus uh 77 point differential did go five and three the last eight games of the season but three of those wins were against the nfc east and then cincy without burrow i hate their coach their head coach Joe Judge just seems like I don't know I don't know how much you followed him and uh, probably not a lot this off season, but he just has a very unusual way about himself and I, I just if I was a player I I would just think these are antics and just couldn't get behind someone like that and and don't even get me started on their offensive coordinator with uh, Jason the Clapper Garrett <laughs> how the hell is that guy it, yeah I'm not gonna get into it but um. Daniel Jones, I just, I just don't think he's a franchise quarterback. No, he's been either. eight and eighteen as a starter. Career completion is sixty two point two, which is just poo. Uh, QB rating last season was eighty point four, uh, which in twenty nineteen he actually regressed from that number because it was eighty seven point seven in twenty nineteen. Um, 
I mean, I, I will, I'll give him this. His O line is terrible, and uh, Barkley got uh, injured, which obviously won't help. But I just don't think uh, Barkley's going to be that big of a get back. I mean, he he's a home run threat, no no questions about it. But I just feel like down to down runner, he's just not that great between tackles. Um, they did bring in Kenny Galladay, which I guess that helps, but. Eh, eh, they have a pretty rough schedule. Top five toughest against top defenses and top five against pass defenses. So I'm shocked that this was plus money at at the under. Um, maybe I'm wrong. I'll look like an idiot. But I, I think that the New York under is my f- best bet for this one. Yeah, my major counter to everybody who, who talks Saquon up is that Jason Garrett's calling the plays. And, <laughs> and I just... I don't know. I, I I think Saquon's kind of a superstar talent, but I think he's a little, I think he's a little better on the internet than he is in real life. I, I think that because some of the plays he makes are just so jaw dropping that it, I think that I kind of agree with you on some of the down to down stuff. No, so. so I read something uh, that one. I don't know if it was between quarters one and three of last season, Garrett. Uh, I think ran the ball more than any other team in the NFL. And they lost Barkley. Like, why would you do that? I mean, it doesn't make any sense. If you, if, if you lose your, your best player, you know, let's, let's do the one thing that, you know, we're probably the least good at right now because we lost our best player and we don't have an offensive line that can really block Let's just do the be- that thing for the quarters one through three, and then we'll start passing on first downs. You know, because we're down by twenty points. He's just he's just an absolute horrendous coach. He was horrible in Dallas, um, and the Giants are idiots for picking him up as their offensive court offensive coordinator. Just mind boggling, in my opinion. All right, on to the next division. So we're going to the NFC South. <clears throat> so. The Bucks are over under 11 and a half. Um, I don't really want to mess with many of the over unders from the other teams. And I think that that's 11 and a half is a little weird. I, I feel like, you know, Brady's one of those try to win every game, but he's not going to kill himself to win a regular season game. He's all about the rings right now. I, so I just like the Bucks to win the division at minus 185 because I don't know anybody that can come within two games uh, of matching them. You know, New Orleans hasn't even named a starter yet. Uh, Carolina, you know, you need a Sam Darnold revival tour to be competitive. Um, Atlanta loses Julio and their entire offense was built around Julio. I think the rest of the division got weaker. I, I just think the Bucks are kind of in the, you know, the driver's seat for another ring. And I don't think they're going to, you know, full court press Brady for 17 games to, you know, have him peter out in the playoffs. So uh, I don't want to screw with their over under either. So I just like them to win the division at minus 185. At minus one eighty five, yeah, it's not bad. Uh, I mean, that's that's yeah, it's almost like e- easy money. Uh, even if they, even if Brady were to so- something happens to Brady, God forbid, I still think that hits just because that every other team in that division it doesn't have the talent everywhere else, and that that defense is going to be stacked. I mean, it, you you can talk about the offense, but their defense is probably going to arguably going to be the best in the league, in my opinion, this season. 
Yeah, I don't think another team in this division gets to double digits. I, that's what yeah. my notes. That's yeah. what my notes say. Can any other team get to ten games? Because the over under for Tampa Bay is eleven and a half. Um, so yeah, I, I I just think them to win the division is the easiest bet. Yeah. Um. So I my best bet. Uh, I did have the under, but I'm actually going to go with the uh, win bands at uh, between six and eight at uh, for New Orleans at plus one eighty. I think, you know, you, you lose two key players on offense. Obviously, Drew Brees retiring in the offseason. He's being replaced uh, by Jameis Winston. I went back because when I went was doing these notes, the one thing that always uh, reminds me of Jameis Winston is when he's in the huddle and he's doing that uh, that eating the W thing. Have you ever seen that? I'm sure you've seen it where he's, he's got his hand as a W and he starts licking his fingers and stuff and he's eating a W. No, I have not seen this. Okay, well, you oh my God. Yeah, so if you go back, just all you have to do is uh, James Winston eating fingers for W and watch that video. It is the most like cringeworthy video I've ever seen. Like does if he, I'm in the does hut. Does he think they're crab legs? He, I don't, yeah, I guess. I, he's just saying, oh, we're going to eat a W. We're going to eat a W. And no one is getting behind it. Like, everyone's just like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Anyways, it's cringeworthy because no one reacts because he's looking for people to be pumped up. It's at the beginning of the game. It's awful, man. You should definitely, it's definitely worth a look. So they do lose Drew Brees, uh, get Winston back. But I don't think Michael Thomas is coming back. All the BS that happened this offseason, it just seems to me that he's played his last game as a Saint. Um, so their their new number one might be Mark, uh, Marquise Callaway, who's had 21 career catches for 231 yards. So I, I just – best case scenario, if Michael Thomas does come back, it's not going to be until October, but I, I think he might get traded before, the, before that or he's going to do some sort of holdout because he just doesn't trust the – the trainers and, and and really the organization. So, and I think this defense will take a step back. It, they lost some, some key components of that side of the ball as well. Uh, cornerback Janaris Jenkins, linebacker Quan Alexander, and then uh, Sheldon uh, Rankins and Trey Hendrickson on the deep line. And even the guys that are still there, they're getting up there in age. Cameron Jordan is 31. Uh, and I think he's coming off as one of his worst years as a pro safety. Mal- Malcolm Jenkins is 31 and then uh, Cam Jordan defensive end is 32. So it's an aging, it's an aging uh, defense as well. Um, they will have the crowd back, which I think will equate to some, some wins, but all in all, I, I, I don't, I don't think this team even sniffs the playoffs and uh, you know, Maybe they'll try and get Drew Brees out of retirement. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> All right. On to the last division, we have the NFC West. I didn't really like any of the bets in, in, in this one, just simply because I don't think any team wins less than eight, and I don't think any team wins more than 11. Maybe the Rams get the 12, but I think the entire division's in that band. Uh, so I, I like I like the Seattle nine to eleven wins plus one fifty five. I think that of all the bands, I thought that was the one that made the most sense, or at least the most consistency uh, coming into this year. So <clears throat> that's what I'm going with. Seattle nine to eleven wins plus one fifty five. So yeah, I think we both kind of looked at this division and was just like, any team can't win this, in my opinion. Uh, and that's why I was thinking initially going to go with uh, Arizona Cardinals. I think they were. A, 
plus like four fifty or five. They they were a huge like five to one to uh, win the division. But then I looked at that schedule. I was like, nope, there's zero chance that they're going to probably do that. So um, I'm actually going with San Francisco win bands between nine uh, nine and eleven wins at plus one fifty, and that's strictly I'm I, it's strictly just looking at their. Uh, schedule and saying that they should easily win 10 uh, and 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 possibly 11 um their schedule is cupcake i mean they have to play obviously the rams and seahawks twice but i'm thinking okay you split those best case scenario same thing with arizona um you're still going to get to still get to 9 to 11 wins i think there is a chance after looking at it, there's a possibility of 12 wins um, but with, with nine to 11 wins at plus 150, I think it's, about, it's a, it's the best bet that I actually saw because that division is tough to tough to make a, a best bet in my opinion. So I agree that wraps up any of the divisions. Do you have any other random grasper bets or anything that you saw that you thought was interesting? No, I'm just waiting. I'm just happy that we're going to get uh, NFL back soon. So yeah, I, I'm looking forward to a, hope potentially a little less covety i don't know um but yeah it's gonna be a fun season it, i will say the one thing that's gonna make this season 10 times better than last season is to have the fans back to some i don't know if it's gonna be 100 percent capacity but i know you don't watch it but the english premier league started two weeks ago it is it is so much fun with fans back it's so oh, much fun yeah. with fans back. Um, yeah. So I, that's the one thing where I'm like, if you have, if you have like 50, 75%, 80% capacity, it's still something. And uh, I think that um, hopefully, hopefully we can, we can stick with that um, because it, it makes, it just makes the watching experience so much better in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I know you're not a big NBA fan, but that I thought that was something that was one of the more interesting things to track uh, through the playoffs of the NBA. It's basically, basically every playoff game that it extended, uh, the the localities were releasing a, a few more seats. So there were some stadiums that were starting with like you know three ish thousand when they have a capacity of like nineteen thousand, and then basically by the finals it was you know you could pack the house. So basically every playoff game that you saw, more and more people were getting let into yeah. the stadiums. And then by the time you get to the conference finals, you know, it's like 80 ish capacity. And then like the NBA finals, you know, there's 40,000 people outside of the stadiums on top of the people that are inside of the stadiums. Then they're like, you know, showing the game at the opposing stadium inside the stadium and that stadium's packed. And it was, yeah, it was, it was awesome to see. It was really refreshing after, you know, the 18 months of the hell that everybody's had to endure, but yeah, so we're excited to get some fans back, excited to get some bets in. Uh, Maryland's dragging their feet a little bit over there for some of the gambling, but Virginia is going strong. I think that their the bar stool came here last week, and I believe uh, points bet is supposed to come here before the kickoff of the NFL season. So Hopefully Maryland will have it at some point this NFL season. I, the fact that it's not going to be the start of the season is just absolutely – so dumb but hey it's coming as long as it's coming that's all that in, matters in terms of attention given i basically think that gambling has to be put on my phone was like adding a kid so i'm gonna be adding a third kid here in 
a week, six days, something like that. Yeah. So as far as I'm concerned, it was ever since January 20th of last year when these apps became uh, available in the state of Virginia, I basically have four kids. I have three real kids and then my, you know, my nine gambling apps that I'm juggling constantly. <laughs> hey, I mean, it's it's definitely the right way to go about it. You always want to look for the right number, the best number you can get. So the more apps you can get on your phone, the better. Um, it just helps you in the long run uh, to get that extra, extra point, extra two points, three points, whatever you can find as far as that stuff. So, yeah, it's definitely worth it in my opinion. All right, that's all we got this week. Take care, guys. Have a good one.